Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We're going to talk about a really important topic that very few people actually like to discuss. We're going to talk about performance reviews. Now, these days, with the great resignation and everything that's going on with trying to hire people, a lot of our energy seems to be focused on getting people in the door, which makes a lot of sense, right? We've got to fill the seats. We've got to get the work done. So right now, when there's a shortage of workers who want to do the work, we've got to focus on recruitment. We've got to get people in the door. The problem is, once they get in the door, we have to devote enough energy to monitor their performance and to help them improve and do what we need them to do. One of the things that happens, I think, is when we advertise for a job, we work so hard to get that seat filled, the person comes in, they're ready to go, and then we move on to something else. We forget that, wait a minute, we've had a match, right? We have an employee who liked us, and we like the employee, and now they're here doing a job, and guess what? It'll be a lot easier if they succeed rather than us having to find someone else. So we've had this recently in our office where we just hired someone, and I'm finding she's terrific, and I'm just finding I haven't had a lot of time to spend with her. And it's not that we have that much to talk about necessarily in terms of work. She has a pretty independent project she's working on. But the bottom line is she's a new person on our team and I need to be spending a little more time investing in her success. So I'm trying to take a moment to just chit chat with her a little bit more. I will meet with her next week so that we can talk about how things are going with the whole training team. She's gonna be part of an initiative we're doing to have an online training platform. So we're really excited about it. But I've gotta manage her performance, right? I've gotta make sure that she's doing what she needs to be doing. Now. She's the new employee. I also have to do that for current employees because guess what? They're a commodity, right? If they don't think I'm invested enough in them to take a moment to ask, how are you doing? How's it going? What do you need help with? Are there any resources you don't have? If I don't take the time to do that, they can find an employer who will. So one of the things I'm really working with our clients on these days is understanding the value of the people you already have sitting in the office or sitting on the worksite, right? It's the same thing I talk about with lawyers who want to do business development. I always say to them, look, it's great to meet new clients, but how about we take really good care of the ones who are already here? How about we take really good care of the people who already hired us? who we already matched with, okay? So performance reviews are an important part of that mentoring and coaching process. I will tell you though, a poorly done performance review is probably worse than one not happening at all. So let me tell you what I mean by that. If you have managers and supervisors who go in, they scribble a few comments on a piece of paper, They want to meet with the client, but they only take 10 minutes to do it. Their phone is ringing. They're looking at their email. They're not connecting with the employee. They have just lost a huge opportunity. Doing a performance evaluation is not something to check off your list. It's not like I got up, I made my breakfast, I did a performance review, now I can go to lunch. This is an important piece of work that you do as a leader, whether you're an HR leader or your manager, your supervisor, whoever you are. 
So when you look at doing a performance review, you've got to make sure you do it correctly. Do you spend the time that you need? Are you linking the employee's job duties with how you're evaluating their performance? Won't do you any good to evaluate somebody's performance based on duties you think they're supposed to be doing that aren't even in the job description or the duty statement. There has to be some real transparency and awareness of what is this person supposed to be doing in the first place? Then I can evaluate how they are doing, all right? Now, the other thing about performance reviews is you need to be delivering a message and then listening. This is a lost art, the art of listening. I have a hard time with it too. I think we all do because we're used to cell phones and emails and voicemails and everything all coming at us. And it's hard to really sit down and focus. But when you have a performance review meeting with your employee, you need to be solely focused on them. What are you saying? What's your messaging? And then what do they have to say back? Do they have an explanation for an opportunity area that you've brought up? Is there something you've missed that you should have praised them for? You need to be in a situation where you can fully pay attention to what's going on during that interview. By the way, just in case you missed it, you must do an interview. You must have a meeting. We don't have to call it an interview. We can call it a meeting, a performance review meeting where you're delivering the performance review. You don't just email the performance review and think, you know, hey, uh, here's your review, Tony. If you have any questions, let me know. No, you're not investing enough. Now, do you want to give them the review in advance? I think that's a good idea. So they have a little bit of time to review it and formulate some questions and understand what the general tenor of the review might be. That's important, but you got to have a meeting. So we have a way that we do things in our firm where over the Thanksgiving vacation, when my daughter's out of school, we go to Santa Cruz and I do reviews that week. I write them all. Then I have everybody look at them who needs to look at them, our, our office administrator, other lawyers who've worked with each other. I make sure I get everything um, ready to go. All the input goes in the review. Then we look at it. We make sure, are we being fair? Is there anything we've forgotten? When I write the review, by the way, I save things all year long in folders. So that when I sit down to write a review, I'm looking at their last year's review, if they were with us last year, which most of our team has been here for a long time. So I look at their last year's review. I look at everything I saved about what I thought was relevant for this year. And then I put that in the review, building on the review that I did last year, right? These reviews should not just be new things every year that focus on different issues and different challenges and different opportunities. There may be differences. There should be, right? I might have mastered one challenge last year, and I've got another one this year. But there needs to be some cohesive sort of process where you're looking at, did you make recommendations last year? And did the employee follow through on those? Did the employee improve in the areas that you identified? You need to give them credit for that. By the way, you might be asking, why? If they improved, why do I need to say something? Well, that reminds me of my ex-husband who said, I'm here, aren't I? Why do I need to communicate? Why do I need to say I love you? It's not relevant, right? It doesn't work that way. You have to make your employees feel like they are valued. You care about them. And by the way, that shouldn't be hard to do because if you don't value your employees and you don't care about them, you're going to have a problem right? So this review process is very important. Now, one of the things that people ask me a lot about are scoring methods. 
Should we have a one to five evaluation? Should we just use words like excellent, outstanding, satisfactory, or words like master, um, beginner, uh, learner? You know, people get very creative with what's going on with the ratings on performance reviews. I honestly don't think the rating system makes any difference. I think what matters is what you write in the comment box. And if I had my way, we wouldn't even have a rating system. Because my five is your three. I feel like everybody starts with a five or an A, and then if there are problems, they go down. I don't have the philosophy that you start with an F or a zero and you work your way up. That doesn't make that philosophy correct. It's just the way I see the world. When I was a school teacher, I did the same thing. You started out with an A, and then you that was yours to lose, right? So when we talk about rating systems, I would prefer there isn't a rating system at all. I would prefer that you just have comments categories, you know, attentiveness, creativity, um, response time, whatever is important for the position that you're evaluating, all right? Now, there is a big movement in the workplace to stop doing performance reviews. And when I ask people who advocate this philosophy, uh, why do they think it's not important to do performance reviews? They say things to me like, well, then there's a written document that the lawyers could get a hold of. Or they say, it just takes too much time. Those excuses, if you will, don't make any sense to me. The reality is a lawyer could see anything, but are we really gonna manage as if we're going to be sued? Because that doesn't make a lot of sense. We wanna manage as if we're never gonna do anything wrong. We're not going to create any liability for ourselves. And if we get that demand letter, we'll deal with it from the opposing counsel, right? The other thing is you don't have time. Well, you think you're busy now? Try recruiting for a new position and interviewing people and training people all over again. It doesn't make sense, right? That's not going to be an effective use of your time. So people will tell me performance reviews don't matter. They're ineffective. There's no reason to do them. Well, they tell me the same thing about references. But you know what? I don't hire someone unless they have a reference. At least one, usually more than one. And they'll tell me things like, my former employer doesn't allow a reference. Okay, well, better find one because you won't be joining our team if you don't have one. And you know what's amazing and miraculous? They come up with one. So these performance reviews are an investment in your team. It's worth every second you spend if you do three things. Number one, you write them fairly. You accurately describe that person's work performance over the review period. Remember, this is not a place to engage in discipline. If you need to do a performance improvement plan or give someone a letter of expectations, that's gonna be outside of performance reviews. Number two, you listen to the feedback you get from your employees. You hear what they have to say to you and you make changes accordingly as appropriate. And number three, you follow up on whatever you say is going to happen in that performance review. So if you're telling your staff person she needs more help with Excel and you're going to ensure that she gets training on Excel, you need to follow up. Now, you could put the burden on her. You can say in the first quarter you need to identify an Excel training class that would be appropriate, but you're the gatekeeper. You've got to be sure and get back and say, okay, did that happen? So if you do those three things, I think performance reviews are invaluable. There's something that really make 
employees feel like they are valued and that they're important members of the team. And that's what you want if you're going to keep maintaining your employee base and keeping your retention rates high in an environment of incredible turnover and the great resignation. Thanks for joining us here today, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 